Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. Happy New Year. It is 2018. High Priestess Justice season is upon us. It is already unfolding, and if you are, even if you don't honor 2018, or um, I'm sorry, uh, January 1st, as the start of your new year, I feel like it would be hard to deny that the energetics of this year um, feel so different than 2017 did that even just numerologically, I think there's something really to honor, but um, yeah, so powerful. I want to just offer some energetic support and guidance and uh, really just... um, affirmation that if you've been going through things even in the last eight days that have cleared things away, made things clear, helped you find your voice, even if it was hard, I promise you this is the medicine of this year. It's just we don't need to be afraid of what needs to be said anymore. And um, the more clear we can be with that work within ourselves, the clearer life is going to start becoming, which isn't to say the life won't still be a mystery. Of course it will be, but um, the path that we're taking can just be so clear with the truth. We just don't need to be afraid of the truth anymore, which is just amazing. Um, Already, 2018, just so powerful, so full of gifts, and if we're willing to embrace them, say yes to them. There's just something so powerful to be uh, gained from the year. Um, Yeah, I'm going to keep this one really quick. This is our first interview of 2018. And pardon me, man, do we have a guest. I have the incredible Tatiana Morales, Tatiana Tarot um, on the podcast. And she is... um, I mean, maybe you've never heard of Tatiana. Probably you have. Um, In the world of tarot, she really uh, needs no introduction um, because she's just amazing uh, and such a such a profound example of deep, um, just deep wisdom. You know, she is an amazing word of mouth. Amazing. Um, pretty much everyone that I've known who has gone to her has had like probably the what they characterize as the best tarot reading of their lives or one of the greatest channeling experiences of their lives. And it was such a pleasure to get to talk to her. She was so lovely and warm and um, her wisdom and clarity and trust in her intuition were really, um, I, I thought just such gifts and it was such an honor to get to talk to her and such an honor to get to, um, you know, hear that. But yeah, Tatiana is based in New Orleans. She grew up in New York and um, was born in California, grew up in Brooklyn moved to New Orleans after an incredibly beautiful and powerful kind of hit of guidance and um, works as tarot reader, intuitive counselor, 
um, does very powerful ritual work, very powerful ceremony. It's just a remarkable healer. And again, such an honor to have her on the podcast. Um, so we'll be kind of going into her intro and or her interview with me in just a moment because I don't have too, too much to share today. Um, this is character uncharacteristically short, <laughs> especially for me. Uh, the only things that, hmm, I suppose I have only one thing. My one thing is that if you are interested in joining, um, the sacred wheel, which is my new offering, the next email that will be going out for the sacred wheel will be, will be released on January 15th, just in time for the new moon in Capricorn, and just in time to talk a little bit about how we can sort of work with the star and the devil in tandem as we begin to transition into the realm of Aquarius. We're still pretty far away, but getting there and we'll be close to it by the time the 15th rolls around. But there won't be another podcast of my of mine to... Um, give you a heads up on because the next podcast that will be released will be on the 16th I believe is that true yes it is true so we um this is really the best time for me to say that if you're interested in learning a little bit more being a part of the sacred wheel you weren't quite sure how you felt about it for January 1st this is your little window of time to join and if you are thinking about joining I would um, strongly recommend that you do it because the February 1st email that will contain rituals for in bulk and will contain medicine on the star and will contain ritual on the full moon is going to knock your fucking socks off. So if you're interested in all of that stuff, uh, you can find it at lindsaymack.com slash the sacred wheel. And again, you have just about six days to sign up. Uh, email will be sent out for the sacred wheel on January 15th at 12 PM Eastern standard time. So if you are signed up at 12:02 Eastern standard time on the 15th, you will miss that email and your next email will be on February 1st. So just know you have six whole days to sign up. So I encourage you to do so. You can sign up for the month or the year, my website, And I think that's the end of that. And oh, yeah, I remember the other thing I wanted to say is thank you. Of course, most important thing, just thank you so much to everyone listening to this for your incredible support. You made, we were already 8,000 listens to January's monthly medicine episode, and it's barely been out a week and a half, which in terms of records is a shattering one because there are some episodes of this podcast that haven't even gotten over 7,000 listens, much less breaking 8,000 in just a little over a week and a half. So just, I'm honored. I bow to you. It's amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm really happy that I'm doing something that resonates with so many lovely people. And um, I hope I can continue. I hope I can continue serving you in the way that um, you would like me to. So without further ado, I give you my interview with the really just kind of incomparable 
Tatiana Tarot. She is a remarkable tarot reader, and I'm so excited for everyone to get to hear her wisdom and her story. She's a new mama. It's just um, so much medicine in this one. I'm really excited that this is our first um, first interview of the year. So thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Tatiana. Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations in Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. Y'all, I have with me today, like, the best of the best. Legend, badass, incredible, kind of needing no introduction whatsoever. Everybody who listens to this knows who you are. Uh, I have with me today, Tatiana Tarot. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. That was the best of introductions. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting started. Well, it's true. You are such a love you're deep, deep, deep legend, real deal. It's such an honor to have you. And, um, uh, you know, I was saying before I got like a little teary, just the service that you offer on your Instagram, Tatiana Tarot is incredible in your work. I'm so excited to talk with you, hear your story. Um, so I know, first of all, we talked a little bit about this. I just want to say you are, um, a recent mama. You just had a baby and do you feel comfortable with me asking you about that on the podcast? Almost definitely. Go Amazing. ahead. <laughs> um, I, I, I mention it not only because like you brought a life into the world. You're a mama. Congratulations. But also, I remember speaking with my friend Liza on this podcast, who's also a mom, that her spiritual, like her self-care, her connection to the divine had shifted so profoundly in her um, postpartum. And now, you know, just I wondered, how has that been for you in the last three months? Has it shifted and... It has most definitely shifted in ways that I would not expect. Um, okay, so definitely uh, postpartum was very, very rough. I feel like it's something mm. that most women or just, you know, when you're on Instagram, you see a lot of pregnant women, you they're generally revered for their state of pregnancy, not afterwards. So you don't yeah. really hear about what goes on inside in their psyches with their spiritual development, um, and whatnot. And I feel like it was a rough patch for me for a mm. couple of weeks. Now I'm really super grateful that I had support to just kind of carry me through. And also like this intense motivation to still, um, pour myself into this work and, and be of service when I was needing service as well. Mm. Um, and I really feel like that sustained me. Like, well, I'm a Virgo. So I'm like, I have to work. Like work is my, <laughs> yeah. work is my relief and meditation. Um, but that journey was a little bit of a struggle just because, uh, just hormones were fluctuating and it's mm. like, whoa, like new baby, new vessel, new identity, new roles, new responsibilities. And on top of that, running a full-time business, yeah. um, transitioning into that, like, who am I now type of ordeal? And how do I best take care of myself when really now my role is to take care of this, um, this infant. 
So that took me a while. And I think a mother, you know, never fully has a hundred percent grasp on balance in, in regards to this, like it's always like ebbs and flows, daily adjustments that you need to make, but it's much more seamless, a much more seamless transition now than it was initially when Sahara just popped out. Um, regarding spirituality and my practices, it's really interesting because I would get a lot of people saying, wow, you're much more accurate than you've ever been. And you're just much more impactful. And it's, 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 it's interesting to just note because my goal was never for accuracy. It was for resonance Mm. and whether or not it would really, um, connect with someone else's spirit and whether or not I'd be tapping into a place of purity and just, uh, the universal mind, so to speak. So becoming a mother, I think, um, what I can recall shifting the most was not being so conscious, not being so thoughtful as I once was when writing these meditations or reading people. I think there is always a stream of, um, what's this information I'm pulling? Or let me think if I can think of something that's coming up for me. Whereas Mm. now it's just like, like I am channeling, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a part of that is like, I'm too exhausted to be thinking. <laughs> and another part of that is, is the act of giving birth in and of itself is kind of like a preliminary training wow. into like the spirit realm and, and, and channeling for spirit. Cause it's an effortless. Well, it, it, for, for some, it can be effortless, but really it's, it's the act of letting go of your ego and, and surrendering and, and just being present and open and, and, um, and, and, and not having any resistance pop up for you so that you can just let yourself birth whatever spirit wants you to birth for it. And so that has been a great lesson. And that has been, you know, during my labor and, and during active labor, it's, it's been a, a huge like theme of just like breathing and letting go and letting that be your meditation throughout life and seeing what you, you manifest out of that sense of, um, surrender. So that's how it's really been, um, a profound gift gifted to me, um, or realization kind of like stepping into that awareness that was always there for, for me and for all of us, but not knowing how to access it before. I I think like before I was like trying without realizing I was trying. And now it's just like, I am, I've arrived at this state and it was just like a a shift, a shift of consciousness, so to speak. Um, a little hard to articulate, but hopefully you got that. (laughs) You're doing, I mean, it's such a gift that you're sharing this. So thank you so much. I, I mean, I'm just so, um, in reverence to all parts of the experience of becoming a mother and especially how that intersects with service and spirituality. And, um, thank you so much. And, and for you to say, like, now you feel like you're really channeling is like, (laughs) (laughs) like, girl, that's pretty fucking awesome. Um, let's, um, yeah. And so I know just because we we're this is the first time we're talking. And, um, I also know that, um, this to, to be, to have been sort of watching your journey for a while, like 
you just became a mother and you moved to New Orleans, which, mm-hmm. when did that happen? Maybe like a year Ooh, and a half, two years girl. ago? Yes, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> I, w- I would love to hear about that. So where were you born? I am so honored, first of all, that you have been um, on this journey with me because whenever anybody's like, hey, I've been like just tracking you on Instagram. I'm like, really? Why? Like, like, not interesting. Oh, come on. But, um, oh God, I'm just so honored and flattered. Thank you. Oh, you're Um, so welcome. (laughs) So I was born, believe it or not, I was born in Northern California. Um, my parents were in the military, they're a Navy enlisted in the Navy. And so they were stationed there in Fortuna, California. Wow. Funny enough of all places. Um, yeah, I always think about that. Like, what are the odds, the irony that I was born in Fortuna of all places, but, um, (laughs) yeah, so I was born there and. I grew up, I was, I was raised in Brooklyn, New York because we mm. moved there. My parents are both from New York and, um, my daddy's from Brooklyn. My mom's from Long Island, but we, all our family is back in Brooklyn. So, um, after they finished their service, I wasn't even one, I didn't turn one yet. And we were already flying back to live there. Um, so I don't know much of California whatsoever. And it's been popping up in my field that I need to go visit. Because I was born around the Redwood Forest, so wow. I'm like oh, so many amazing connections, and and I really need to go and and and, and connect with that space and see what wow. information is there for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, Brooklyn has always been my love, um, with the exception of me living in Egypt for close to a year for, for school. Yeah, that was fun too. Um, <laughs> I had been Brooklyn in Brooklyn my whole life, and mm. I moved to New Orleans. It's been over a year now. Uh, I moved here last November, November 1st, Day mm. of the Dead. I landed 9 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> oh, amazing. I drove all the way here from New York, and um, that experience in and of itself was a little... Um, a little bizarre to some who asked me, like, why do you, why did you move here? Because it was literally a uh, spirit just telling me, you need to move. Like, yeah. you need to go, you need to go to New Orleans. Mm. Like, that's just it. Prior to that, um, my whole plan, I was in Brooklyn and, and um, my homeboy's a photographer and <laughs> my uh, bestie does a jewelry line. So we were all, you know, connecting and I was watching this photo shoot and something just entered my brain and was like, why am I living in New York City in Brooklyn, you know, hustling and not really enjoying my life and I'm getting to do this and I'm embodying this lifestyle and I should be present and I should be taking more care of myself. And I don't think Brooklyn is conducive to that. Like I just, mm. I wasn't resting. It was like session after session after session and yeah. it just have the mind space to really expand upon my gift and my, my business. So, um, something somehow streamed in and was like, you know, you really don't, you have the luxury of doing this anywhere you'd like. And then, you know, the photographer, I mean, Jonathan, he was like, of all people that I see traveling the world and doing this, I mean, it would be you, like, w- you can go and do this in Paris. Like, w- what do you want to do? And 
I said I would really like to go to Puerto Rico and live in this magical rainforest called the El Yunque. And the Yunque is a tropical rainforest. I know not too many people travel deep within it, but it's it's got an aspect of it that's very inhabitable. Um, and, and you can just chill there. And I was thinking of just, you know, kind of connecting with my Taino roots and Puerto Rican ancestry and because I had never been and mm. and just in just, you know, just really being at one and with nature there for some time before traveling to some new location. And I was just going to like play it by ear and see where spirit it was going to lead me. So um, I had packed up my bags and decided to spend some time in upstate New York with my family before I ventured off to Puerto Rico, um, did some research trying to figure out where I would live or um, what house I would rent. And it just wouldn't fall through. Mm. Um, I think in retrospect, I understand now why it didn't fall through because of the hurricane and all that. It was just every time I tried to plan to go to Puerto Rico, it just wouldn't work. Like spirit mm. was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's, it's that, now it's like, whoa, dude, if I was there, that's it. It would have been a done deal. Yeah. Um, my life would have been completely different. Um, but... So me planning that in upstate New York um, and not not planning out, uh, I I got a message that was like, you know, why not New Orleans? And in the back of my mind, I've always intended to live in New Orleans. I just mm. never made it a priority. Like every time I would visit here, something would pull me here and I would always be receiving messages or just insights. And it's like, OK, one day, definitely not on my trajectory anytime soon if I could travel the world, right? Yeah. But um, something just shifted. Something shifted within that 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 time where I was like sitting in my living room really trying to book a flight and it's just, shit wasn't working. I was like, fuck it. It was like, you have to move to New Orleans and mm. you're going to move by November 1st. Like, what are, you know, like, that's it. You'll definitely be there by Day of the Dead. And I was like, okay, this is very bizarre because it's like June. And, <laughs> you know, I guess that gives me time to work and save money. And I just guess so. Family. And, and then I was just like very loosey-goosey about it. I wasn't trying to force anything into place. And the last time I was here, I had came with two close girlfriends um, who were very heavily involved in, um, African spiritual traditions mm. and, and ritual work. And, um, on my stay here, I had met someone who was following me and wanted to exchange readings. And she was, a um, hair technician, a hairdresser. And she, she's also very intuitive. And, uh, so I ended up getting my hair done and got braids and I exchanged her for some, some readings and, uh, we became really close. Uh, Safi. And uh, when I was in New York, I was like, Safi, this is the only person I knew in New Orleans. And I was like, Safi, I'm planning to move to New Orleans. It's very impromptu. Do you know anybody or anyone or any place that I could potentially rent a home from? Any in neighborhoods that are trustworthy? Mind you, I know nothing of New Orleans, mm -hmm. like at all. And she just gave me the name and the number to this one lady that she's like, I think she's renting out an apartment. I'm not certain. I called this lady up. She tends, she happens to be, um, a homeopathic healer. We talk about my tarot practice. We talk about, you know, I guess my intentions to get deeper into like hoodoo and, and voodoo and spiritual work there, ancestral work there. And she's just loving it. So she's like, you know what? There are a lot of people coming to see this place, but I'm going to reserve it for you. Huh. You know, 
send me your, you know, um, down payment and that's it. You know, she sent me photos and we've been talking every day. Like I also did professional dancing. Her daughter is a professional dancer. She would be mm-hmm. living right next to me. There was just things like f- falling into play. Spirit took care of you. Totally. Amazing. Completely. And so that's how I landed. Like everything just landed oh. in my seamlessly. And then the next day I ended up meeting Jay. cousin. <gasps> oh my god yeah holy shit totally so yeah it's it's very wild and even prior to that on that that visit that i had came to new orleans with those two girlfriends of mine we had done a little ritual in the mississippi river and i Mm. um i really resonate with this goddess oshun and uh Mm. she's a yoruban goddess of wealth and fluidity and of divination believe it or not so um I did the ritual in honor for her, just knowing that, you know, in, in gratitude of me being in New Orleans and wanting to connect deeper with that practice and, and, and saying like, Hey, I'm totally open for love. I'm totally open to, you know, uh, enhancing my business in any way. Um, please help me, Oshun, <laughs> you know, here are all the pumpkins and the honey that I can get at the <laughs> supermarket and all the sunflowers. And as soon as that happened, like this huge steamboat, like filled with joyful people passed by and everybody's like waving at me. And I'm like, whoa, like how wild, because I didn't see this coming. And then I got a vision of me like having kids and living in a home and being settled in New Orleans, which was like not really something I had planned on. And if it happened, I'd be like down for it. But it was like okay, this is very interesting that I just got like this flash of insight and then it just disappeared. And I went on my merry way and less than a year, I ended up in New Orleans. And it's just, you know, like it's just wild how everything happened. That was on a full moon as well. Of course it was. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I had a lot of mystical stories like that that bring Mm. me to New Orleans. Oh yeah. my God, it's amazing. <laughs> like yes. immediately, it's just so, the the magic and the kind of medicine and the clarity and, you know, you're such living proof, if you don't mind me saying with, you know, I know that I understand as a reader myself that it's very difficult for people to sometimes take it all in. I know you know what I'm about to, not maybe what I'm about to say, but I think you'll resonate with this, that, you know, when you say, wait for those moments when you hear those things and say yes, and you're not going to fall, like you're not going to, you're going to get so much more than you imagine, but to watch you so that the through line in both of these stories with your daughter and with your move that you've told that resonates so strongly and are so lit up in your words are just that you trusted and you did it and everything that came forward it's just such proof that you weren't told you know this is how you're going to meet your partner have your child like settle in be it a soul home you just heard like new orleans and you went mm-hmm. and that's amazing mm-hmm. such medicine I'm sure for people listening to this, you know, 
Thank you. For yeah, sharing. I mean it's 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 magic in and of itself, and I'm like, you know, if I'm, if anything, I'm certainly going to practice what I preach, and 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 that's such a hard thing to do, you know, yeah. it's so hard. It's 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 nerve wracking, and it's like what, well, you know, what 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 the fuck, like, <laughs> why am I literally just driving all the way from New York? Don't have any security net in New Orleans. I don't know the neighborhood, like I. Like, what is going to happen? But, like, I've always been that sort of spontaneous, exciting, like, let's do it, trailblazer person. And I couldn't say no. Like, it's like I get it. I love adrenaline and I love excitement. And I just knew I was ready for a change. And everything within me felt that this was right. You know, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a risk to me, even though logically it did sound like one. Um, everything just felt like, all right, like, you know, spirit is leading me to this direction and it's hella repetitive and it's hella resonating. And I know that there's something there for me and I must be present for it. You know, um, my life can always go about a different path if I deny that. But I think, if I were to deny this calling, I would help, I would regret it, you know, mm-hmm. tremendously never knowing what could have been. Um, and I had been taking these meditation classes that was already kind of like, let go, let's travel to these dimensions. Let's channel these energies. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, just really go into your heart space and, and, and resonate with that and, and feel what it would feel like if you were to like connect with these energies. So I think that had all been, all been training for what was to come. Um, you know, and it's like, looking back, it's like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It was all for that moment. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Living embodiment of the fool too, which I'm sure is not lost. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah, living embodiment. Um, I feel like we're going to get more into, I would love to hear how it's been for you to serve in, in New Orleans and the vibration and how different it feels. But I sort of want to go backward for a moment and ask you this kind of a cliched question, but I love hearing the story. How did you receive your first tarot deck? Ooh, okay. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So when I first started reading what I, I guess I would call the tarot, it, it's, um, that's another thing that's a little mm, question markable <laughs> when it comes to my story, because I discovered, I discovered the tarot when I was six. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was raised by my dad and we would go to the bookstore. We go to Barnes and Nobles a lot. And, um, and I had seen a deck, I'd seen a Rider weight deck from what I can recall, um, the yellow cover and everything mm-hmm. and the magician out in front. And I was like, cool, what is this? Like, I've always been like mystically inclined and my dad's a Pisces. So he's all about that life too. It was great. <laughs> It was cultivated and fostered in a good way. And so he was like, no, you can't get that because that's not a book and you don't know what it is and you're six. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I went to my grandma's house and she had a deck of playing cards. Oh, And I, yeah. And I don't know what possessed me because there's no one in my dad's side of the family that reads or has ever been to a reader or I can't recall ever being exposed to the art of tarot. I just knew it. I just, I just knew of what it was 
And I knew that there were these like magic cards with photos and that you can tell people's future with them. And I just thought that was hella cool. And I didn't even think twice, but I took those playing cards and I would take them to the lunchroom and I would use them in like the first grade, kindergarten, second grade. And I would just read people's fortunes in exchange for like pretzels and apples and pudding. And I didn't get my official deck until I was in high school. Um, A girlfriend of mine was like, my sister went to this yard sale and she got me this deck, funny enough, from Barnes and Nobles. And it was like the Barnes and Nobles version of tarot. Um, Mm. And she's like, I don't know how to read this. And you're reading. So let me just give this to you. So that was like my official, official deck. Mm. Um, and then I bought, you know, the writer weight, the right weight that I used shortly after. Um, and it's just been history ever since, but like, it was like in tandem. So I was reading these playing cards and I was also reading palms when I was young. Yeah. It's just really bizarre when you think about it. It's like, what is this kid? Like, who is this kid doing? (laughs) Where did she learn that from? Like what? Wow. Yeah. I really think it must've been like a past life memory or some sort of resonance that I had there that's coming up to the surface without me knowing. No question. It was, it was like a playful thing, like make believe. And I was really big on acting as a kid. So Mm. I love that we mm. share you it in very different ways, but I too like was very young and like kicked tarot around like in cafeterias, like as a kid and in, in a different Thanks. way. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's great, you know, but that's so powerful reading people's palms. And I mean, I feel like the playing cards are next level. Like that's a gift that just like, you're just tapped into a, an ocean that, some people are and some aren't like if that was able to come through you that's amazing um did you ever have and it's not required it's just I'm curious like when well I kind of I I'm getting excited so I guess where I want (laughs) to where I, I have two questions for you and and I will parse them out but the first one is did you ever have a moment where you went like you know I kind of want to have a tarot teacher I want formal training or did you just always did you just teach yourself how to do it over a number of years um oh uh, uh I feel like I that that message that was a very dramatic sigh <laughs> I feel like that, message, <laughs> that that's that message came across to me yesterday and I'm like I so want to now go to a teacher and oh. um, like learn all these different aspects of the tarot, like timing and um, mm. getting deeper into like the, the symbology and like the hermetic order of the golden dawn and the, their involvement in the tarot and whatnot. Um, but, you know, no, I think I never really, um, for some reason going to a tarot class always kind of, bored me like the idea um I had been to like psychic development classes intuitive classes I think I even went to a Lenormand class Mm. um other forms of divination but Otaro for some reason I was like "Mm," because I, I guess back at that time 
um, while developing the craft, I was like, oh God, I would have to learn how to memorize all of this stuff. And I kind of associated it with going back into school. And that's not what it is whatsoever, you know, but, um, yeah, like I, I, I really want to kind of dive in deeper to like some sort of tarot university now than I did much younger. Mm -hmm. But it was just me kind of like, you know, just a lot of it was just like meditating on a card, writing down, um, writing down the meanings, reading a variety of books, Rachel, Rachel Pollard, um, looking up like, you know, online sites, Alejandro Jodorowsky's book, um, and things of the sort and just like dabbling and trying to kind of find my own perception of what the cards are um, and dabbling their their points of view in it as well. So, yeah, it's been always like that. But like I, I'm really eager to like tap in deeper now. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and my sort of dovetail question for that is my my I have a, a hunch about I can imagine that. Um, possibly you just like it was there a moment when you said to yourself this is my job like this is my sacred um, dharma like this is what I'm here to do for exchange for monetary exchange for energetic exchange like when was there a moment or was it just sort of something you walked into and there wasn't really like a decision you just sort of rolled with it you know um two two situations Mm. so one one thing is that I had been literally doing this my whole life like tarot was always hand in hand but my trajectory was my my passion and my go-to was dancing I'd been dancing professionally for years and um choreographing and and doing world dance. So I did Brazilian samba and and belly dancing. You know, that was my main uh, form. Yeah. And then I got, you know, certified in yoga, was teaching yoga and then teaching meditation and these um, non-privileged neighborhoods and and, in Bed-Stuy in East New York. And that really became my form of service. Um, Mm. and, 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 And I was doing tarot on the side for like friends and friends of friends. But not really like getting paid, you know, like for like a full set on job. It wasn't until um, my dad caught on to my interest, you know, big character here, my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He, he um, I was visiting him uh, in, in uh, upstate New York and we were driving and he's like, you know what? I listened to this NPR um NPR um, interview the other day and it was with the Biddy Tarot mm. and he's like this lady quit her corporate job and now has like a million dollar revenue off of her website reading the cards you know how long you've been reading the cards and you haven't made it into a business <laughs> <laughs> he's like you could really do this like this is something you've been doing your whole life you've got mm. the charisma you have the passion you could do it on the side with your dancing He's like, you always like business. He's like, let me help you start it up. And I, you know, like I couldn't conceptualize, wow, this is something that I can really make a living off of. Like we didn't have that boom of spiritual entrepreneurship at that time. 
this was years ago. And even so, like, my brain was like, um, no, I like to travel and belly dance. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't like, yeah, because it wasn't like, oh, my God, I wasn't even doing it, like, for hours in a day. And I wasn't even reading myself. Like, it's not fun for me to read myself for some reason. So it wasn't even uh, intentional. But mm. something resonated. Something resonated. I think yeah. it was the fact that me possibly creating my own empire and having um, Biddy Tarot mirror that potential and the success. And, and, and you know, she's just creating... A variety of a variety of things, like whether that be like online webinars and eBooks and uh, workshops and mm. and tours and all of that seemed very alluring, and I can kind of relate because I was doing that with dance already, mm. you know. So I was like, okay, why not get the best of both worlds and 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 start this off? So that's when it was like it 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 just like a light bulb was like this is really something that seems to be on my path, you know? Mm. And then also there was a moment where, um, I was working at this shop part-time as a reader in the Upper East Side and it was called Choices. And so it was really there to help people who were in recovery. Um, it was a spiritual based store, but I guess the guy who had opened it was an, uh, an AA and he was inspired to like sell spiritual things to help people in recovery and help them on their spiritual path. And he had a bunch of readers and I was giving a, 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 re, a, a session to this lady whose grandmother just came out in the middle of the session that had never happened before. It was a very ghost whoopie Goldberg moment. <laughs> and I'm like, your grandma's coming through and she says, you need to go back to church and you need to stop drinking. Like mind you, I didn't know this woman at all. I didn't know her grandma had passed. I was like, she looks like this and this and this and this. And she would take you to like the Spaniard looking architectural church, you know? And she just started bawling. She's like, Oh my God. You know, my grandma was the one that raised me. And I always think about her when I'm like, you know, going back into this path and I feel so guilty. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like coming out of this, like, what the fuck did I just do? I don't know what I just yeah. did. <laughs> wow. and, and just like the, the, the reaction and seeing that I provide these people with a sense of peace, mm. inner peace and resonance. I think that that is more rewarding than anything else. And I knew that whatever it, it, it was that I got into, I would have to feel the spirit within me. Like in dancing, I always felt like I was possessed. Wow. Like there was yeah. someone else over while I was performing or choreographing or, or you know, um, teaching. And in, in, in tarot, it was the same way. And, 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 and I feel like what I'm giving them is much more rewarding than what I am receiving, you know, mm. um, or, you know, a piece of themselves, a piece of peace or uh, some sort of resonance there. And, and it's just that's when I knew I was like, OK, I, I couldn't piece it all together because, again, it's like it wasn't that big boom as it is now. And, and mm. no, I didn't know that was a possibility, but, um, I certainly was like, this is going to be something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life and taking over in a way that I can't even fathom right now. Wow. Yeah. So those two moments was like, you know, within minutes of each other. Incredible. That's so mm -hmm. powerful. And, um, 
you know, I was talking to you a little bit about this before um, I hit the record button, but just, you know, anyone who knows you and probably people at this point, like at this point in the interview have already like followed you because like, why wouldn't they like hearing <laughs> you speak, but your Instagram account, Tatiana Taro, um, I, uh, you know, you offer such tithing, such service with your pulls. And I really respect, um, and resonate with that so much. Cause I, that was a part of my journey when I was like a baby professional reader too. And I was like, well, this is something that I wish I had had when I was, you know, suffering or going through a hard time. And it's, it takes, you know, it's, it's not nothing energetically to offer that. Um, it's an investment, you know, to offer, um, energetic readings for the collective, but I was just, I just wanted to tune in with you because you're such, um, I just think it, there's so much to be admired for that as, and I know that there are so many that are so grateful to you. When did that start for you that you started to offer that on your Instagram page? Thank you. Um, that's really, really interesting. Cause I don't recall the exact mm. time. Um, I know I've been pulling these daily meditations for a couple of years now. We're probably going on four, almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did it, how did it start? Oh, <laughs> how did it start? You know what? It, it could have been just inspired from a conversation I had with a friend. Yeah. But I feel like I had, you know, it is, it is heavily inspired from my own spiritual practices. That's like, I always advise anybody who's learning or just anybody in general that needs some sort of insight, just pull one card for your day and, mm-hmm. you know, ask your spirit, what is it that I most need to hear or know or, or digest and, and see how the themes and the energies and the symbology ties in with the whole day and, uh, and just bam, like, you know, dish it out. Um, I had never called it, um, meditation. I had called it like a daily pull. And I had a close friend who's an English teacher and a writer and an editor who would read my work and just edit it very briefly and uh, bring it back so I could post it. And he's like, and he he actually asked me if he could do this because he's like, girl, your writing is amazing, but can I just edit it, please, for the grammar and <laughs> just the <laughs> punctuations and stuff like that? Because I just, mm, I speed it and I go. It's channeled and I don't really check it. Yeah. But um, he would do it and he's like, these are so excellent. I am sharing them with my class, um, particularly mm-hmm. a woman who needs it at this time. He's like, uh, I allude these to meditations. And so when I I read that, I was like, Bam, tarot meditations, you know, they're, they're, there's something for the collective to meditate on, see if it resonates with them or not. Um, but I, I think I, I, the main reason for me to, to, to be posting it is just to give something back yeah. daily, kind of like really inspired by like these daily horoscopes, but no one sees them for tarot. 
Yeah. Right. And the horoscopes are so like personal. You've got all these signs. But I was like, if we're all interconnected, if we're all coming from like the universal mind, we share, you know, this the same energy, then why not have this pull and see how many people can relate to it and various aspects and just it's been it's you know they say well how long it takes to cultivate a habit like 60 days Mm -hmm. now I can't I cannot not do it (laughs) yeah that's so amazing I mean it's such a gift for so many and um you know it again just speaks to that beautiful Virgo nature I think that I I I yeah I love Virgos (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the work, the work is so. Um, there's such an ethical, integral um, desire to help. You know, I think embedded with all Virgos, and I love that story. That's beautiful. And yeah, I agree. Like, um, collective tarot readings are so powerful. And you were, I mean, absolutely doing them at a time where I feel like I wasn't seeing anyone else do them. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, are there um, other sacred, I mean, this question's so stupid. It's like, of course there are. I'm curious about what they are. But um, what are the other <laughs> kind of beautiful, sacred, what do you consider to be a deep part of your, like, if there are any kind of gifts, um, any kind of modalities that are woven into your tarot readings, like you've mentioned I mean, of course, we, I think everyone knew, um, I mentioned it, I will mention it in the intro as well, that you're a channeler for spirit. There's such deep, um, you know, ancestor work and work with Oshun, like all those beautiful things that you mentioned. But I'm just curious um, if you really resonate or if your tarot readings are flavored or kind of woven with other things that are really important to your practice. Oh, it's so it's contingent on the deck that I use, um, and the flavor of the day and what I wake up with. Um, there's sometimes, sometimes like I have the New Orleans voodoo deck, and um, I'm still. I'm not initiated in anything and that's for a reason. That's because I really want to get educated in these practices and traditions before I dedicate myself to Mm -hmm. one or all. Um, I would say that I've already been on the path of Ifa and that is a Yoruban tradition, African spiritual practice of the the orisha pantheon where every you know deity represents some sort of a nature element right and and Mm. and the concept is to 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 resonate with that element inside of you and to connect the dots with your environment as well and to to kind of pull forth that power rather than like channeling them you know you Mm -hmm. are them and so i i speak about this in certain decks or in in certain um cards that I see in the tarot that resonate with that sort of spirit and energy. Uh, I also like to, at times, um, maybe incorporate hoodoo practices and, um, hoodoo now that I'm getting, now that I'm in New Orleans, um, it's a little bit more of a daily study for me. Um, uh, especially if I'm like channeling and the message is very clear on cleansing, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I might talk about an okra bath mm-hmm. or, you know, creating a spiritual banyu that is also um, in conjunction with Ifa, who has its ties with like Santeria mm-hmm. is uh, um, an aspect of Ifa uh, or, or Lukumi. And so we do a lot of spiritual banyos of bath to clear out the energy, to invoke new energy, to bring the spirit into the bath so that we can bring it into ourselves. Things of the sort that I will mention periodically, maybe not as frequently as I used to when I first started doing it, but Mm -hmm. periodically in the readings. Um, Now the voodoo deck, yeah, definitely I will speak of predominantly Haitian voodoo Mm. um, and and what I know of it and and in my connection of it. But it's everything, you know, that's why I label my, my, um, my my Instagram as explorations in consciousness Mm -hmm. because it's not a definitive set of rules. Of course, with all due respect to the traditions, you still want to, you know, give proper respect and proper to rules to those traditions. So it's not like I'm going all willy nilly on it and creating my own sort of path. Mm. But in a way, I am taking these different aspects and saying, okay, this is what spirituality means to me because this is what I've explored and this is what resonates to me out of all these things that I find interest in and I will marry that in the readings periodically or in my tarot scopes or in individual Mm -hmm. blog posts from time to time Mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah so I do a lot of ritual work that is very telling in the cards Mm. um mm -hmm, and I like teaching that too it's it's really fun (laughs) so fucking gorgeous it's amazing um so on to like sort of a different class of questions. They're sort of in the same vein, but um, if you could pick one card, and I know that this, maybe it's easy, maybe it's not. Um, what card do you feel has been your really soul teacher through your life? Has there been one? Have Has it changed? Um, I'm sure it has changed, but... Like for me, um, it's the tower is my soul teacher. And every time I think like I'm done with that lifelong tutelage, uh, I'm wrong, (laughs) you know, like, so yeah. Do you have one that is just like, you're like, she, like it always visits and it always seems to have so much to tell you. Uh, uh, um, there's one that particularly stands out to me and I always get excited when I see it. Um, it reminds me of the days when I was heavily struggling in Brooklyn <laughs> in Harlem. and I was like, uh, you know, there was, and that's the magician. Okay. Mm. And this is why, um, I, I, after I graduated, I, I went to university in Long Island. I went to Stony Brook. Um, I didn't want to live upstate. I didn't want to move to upstate New York where the rest of my family was. And I was like, hell no, I don't like the cold. There's no diversity. What the hell am I going to do? Oh my yeah. God, I'm in New York City. But at the time, like, I didn't have, like, a full-time job. Like, I was dancing, you know, um, and I was just doing these shows on the weekends and then teaching during the weekdays and then doing, like, bartending and, like, also trying to start a tarot business. 
But um, one of my best friends, she was like, you know what? I don't want you to move all the way in Saratoga because you don't have any opportunities there. Like you would have to travel down to New York all the time for your performances and stuff. And so you could just live with me and my family. We got an extra bedroom. And so her family stationed up in Harlem in the projects. But her mother, (laughs) (laughs) just like visualize all this, right? Yes. Well, starting while like trucking along my dance career and really starting this tarot business, her mother's a Jehovah's Witness and her stepdaddy is a Muslim, a profound (gasps) Muslim. Wow. So Jehovah's Witnesses can't have anything to do with magic, witchcraft, anything. She didn't want to smell oils. She didn't want to smell incenses. She didn't want to see any candles. So everything had to be in the dark, hidden, like non-existent. And, you know, um, Ali, her stepdad, is very, very, very um, traditional Muslim. So no belly dancing, no nothing. So I couldn't do anything in this house I was living in. It was very, very, like, oppressive. I mean, with all due respect, it was kind of yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful because they're super sweet and super loving and I think they kind of knew, like, they definitely knew I was a belly dancer, but, like, I couldn't tell the mom that I was doing tarot. And mm-hmm. and she was helping me out a lot, my best friend. So we were just, like, I was just always out, like, until, like, 3, 4 in the morning, like, do, trying to, I was right next to Columbia University, and mm-hmm. thank God they have this Starbucks that's open until the wee hours of the morning. And I was there just work, trying to figure out my, my, WordPress website and reading clients there and just running around and staying late at a studio just so I can get my practice hours in because I couldn't rehearse at home. And so it was a lot of like exhausting hustle. And the, 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 the magician is, is the main message that I take out of the magician is besides, you know, I will, what I want, I'm going to make it happen. It's how do you utilize the resources you have around you Mm. to manifest what you will to, to create that magic. And it's like, I fucking didn't have a lot of resources. (laughs) So I have to be super creative what I've got. Okay. Being like no money, practically no home because I'm staying with her and no space for these creative outlets to thrive. And, you know, somehow I've made it work. Like I use that card and it's like when you're stuck in a situation where you have not much of anything, you really have to be super resourceful. You have to be clever. You have to be opportunistic. And Mm -hmm. like magic to me is just like defining your reality and having that sense of conviction that, you know, if I'm really going to be preaching this stuff that you are spirit and you have the divine within you, then I got to do some divinely work to make this shit happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I got to put out. So that's, that card is always like a reminder of my roots and the struggle and how far I've come. And, and also like the future, like, oh my God, like it's, it's a game. It's like, uh, like I picked up this book and I picked up this mushroom and I picked up like, (laughs) what am I going to make out of it? You know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's always like a reminder of your inner wealth and your inner power mm. and your potential and activating that and, and using all the elements to your, to your will. So that was, yeah, that's been the main card that, that, you know, out of all of them, 
That really touches my heart because it's we got a special bond there. <laughs> oh, I love that. So such a beautiful example of just amazing. And when you know, and when one looks at you, I feel like, I mean, I can see so many archetypes within you, but I deeply see magician energy. I mean, just so much magic. Yeah. Like so much magic, you know, like no other way to put it. And speaking of, speaking of archetypes, um, this is another sort of light question, but I find that it's very impactful. Um, what, is there a court card that you really feel within the same vein is always kind of teaching you something? Teaching me something. I mean, all of them, of course. But is there one maybe even right now that you really feel connected to? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> certain cards are like, yay, and then certain cards are like, what the hell? Um, so there's two that jump out. One of them is the Queen of Wands, and she's always mm. jumped out for me. Queen of Wands is that, you know, oh, powerhouse that, you know, Va va voom, the mm-hmm. I'm going to take initiative and make it happen. And it, you know, it, what, what's alluring to me about that card is in the in the writer weight deck. There's that black hat, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she's a bruja in disguise. Like, you know, she's like, <laughs> she's really a witch, and y'all don't know it. Like, yeah. Um, the reason why that card really resonates with me is that I, I feel like that's the inner motivation. That's the vision that I hold for myself. That's a, mm. I, I would view myself as someone who's very like charismatic and very loving and just very, you know, dynamic and, and, and charming and out there, but also like lasered vision and super focused yeah. and you know, really eager to learn it all or just a venture. Like even my journey of coming to New Orleans, like very spontaneous and mm-hmm. uh, into adventure. Um, but I'm also like a Leo moon and a Leo rising. So that's like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense for me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, totally. In the other card, I feel it's really interesting um, for a sort communicate to me like spiritual communication yes. like oh my god you're gonna get downloads like for me like and, and i know and, mm. and now it means so much because it, it's like taking your time and rest and and meditating and being introspective and contemplating but also like i feel like all these swords could represent the, you know, variety of spiritual information that's trying to flood into your brain and you needing to be still to access that wisdom. Mm. And so that's just a constant reminder of me, like, okay, I'm channeling for everybody all the time, be that clients, be that the collective, be that, you know, my family and friends, but I need to sit down and make some time for me to get messages for myself, you know? Uh, And I feel like maybe even me having some sort of opposition towards reading myself or maybe even blocks from time to time could be some sort of resistance to that. So this card reminds me to settle down and um, get the memo that you do more in a relaxing state than a state of being the queen of wands all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Such medicine. And Mm -hmm. 
It's such medicine. And, you know, th- that sort of dovetails, and I wonder if it's the same answer. Um, I like to ask people who come onto the podcast, you know, what card do you feel like you're moving through right now? Ooh, moving through, through, moving through. So definitely the Four of Swords, but definitely the Empress. Yes. (laughs) Mama incarnate. I mean, like, I feel like it's not that, again, moving through it now so much as that it's, I see it brighter than ever. Like, it was always a possibility. It's always like, yeah, that's, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. But now it's like, wow, that's, it's here. And I'm so close. And it's like, I, there are already aspects of the Empress that I'm embodying, you know, I guess in the obvious front, like motherhood, mm-hmm. sisterhood, sensuality, getting back to myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing this empire unfold, seeing all these opportunities now coming as a result of my consistency yeah. and the delivery and, and, and all this stuff that I, I, I didn't really conceptualize when I first started doing it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I guess producing its own fruits that I, I wasn't aware of at the time. So the Empress is hella exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And, and in your service for so many years, um, you know, how have you, something that I think is, I'd actually like to talk about sort of before we close out is boundaries. Because when I, (laughs) because I remember even, I mean, years ago when I first um, became aware of you, the fierceness with which you maintain your boundaries is very admirable and I wonder if there's any wisdom that you have to share that you've gained over the last like years forever that um both in your service but also in your growth of your empire like haters people who will tell you like you know you've sold out this thing that thing like anything that you might get thrown at you that you're just like not today you know um how has that how has the commitment to your practice allowed you to stay um light and available and I mean there's nothing wrong with heaviness either but just available to continue to do your work and shine as brightly as you do without shrinking for anyone else's sake right so God, that's been a lesson mm. in and of itself for years. And um, I started realizing a couple of years ago that, it, you know, this is cliche, but if you can't take care of yourself, then no one else around you gets taken care of. Um, you can't, you know, you have nothing to give. Yeah. And it would become a frequent thing where I would be very drained shortly after a reading are just very drained participating in social media. And so I had to learn very quickly, you know, a lot of us are impasse, a lot of us are hypersensitive and, and just open. Ways for me to take care of myself 
Um, and, and this is like before you, before I even, um, verbalize boundaries and before I even project that sort of energy, I need to start taking the precautionary measures for myself. Like, you know, spiritual baths, mm. you know, um, not checking my emails past seven o'clock type mm. of situation, uh, covering my head so that my Ori and like, you know, my open vessel to my spirit isn't just like woo woo all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, uh, staging the place, you know, mm -hmm. and also meditating. So I know what, what, where, what kind of energy am I coming into? What am I picking up on? You know, be very mindful of my, my, um, you know, what I'm going to say and what I'm going to deliver and project out into the world so that I know how to best handle what's coming at me, you know? And so I think, um, when it comes to that, um, making sure that you have your personal boundaries for yourself established before you start worrying about others is of the utmost importance. And now it's like come to a point where it, it, dealing with the online haters or mm -hmm. dealing with people who are, you know, cause you gotta be aware. Not everyone is just, you know, a savvy mentally. Yeah. Savvy. Really like common sense is not common at all. No one reads, yes. no one cares to look at the fine print. And, and even if they do, they're just not conscious of their actions. And that's mm -hmm. a really, really, you know, it's a sad thing, but it's also something that I have to be aware of because then I'm allowing people to merit this sort of energy from me. Like they're manipulating me to get me to act this way out of, you know, anger or frustration. And I'm like, hold on, I control my own energy. I control the way I'm going to react. I'm not going to have this person pull this reaction out of me. Mm. Let me just enter this space with understanding. And I, 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 I try my best to, to really set some guidelines on my page. Like I've made, I may make a lot of posts like, Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> explaining where I come from, explaining what my personal boundaries are like, do not do this. Or if you need more information, go to my site mm -hmm. or, you know, just be mindful that, um, I'm always posting the title of the decks and da 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 and da 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 and help me out and so that people don't come out of left field and we're like, well, you didn't tell me about your boundaries or you didn't, yeah. you know, I'm like, it's been there since day one. Like, yeah, <laughs> so you didn't read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it just comes to a point where I'm just decided not giving my energy to it, snapping yeah. Because now, you know, as we're growing, as I'm becoming the empress, as my empire is growing, as I have a daughter, all that energy that I'm giving out of frustration to them could be allocated to her in, yes. in a positive way. Or, you know, I just don't have to be out of whack so that I'm shifted prior to another reading, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just can't afford getting all upset for no reason like mm -hmm. people are going to be the way they are you're gonna it's just inevitable and i cannot control everything so sometimes i just ignore it or i'm just very mindful that people are the way they are and i will just articulate in a respectful way that this is how it is mm -hmm. but i feel like i've shifted also like from a state of being like a very salty spicy <laughs> <laughs> afro latina to like mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? Maybe I'm just 
not gonna even participate this time around. The, maybe the yeah. message is not participating, you know, and 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 it, it's like really contingent on a day to day basis because sometimes I just really want to whack somebody in the head. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I don't I don't care yeah um but it's a it's yeah it first started with okay like what are you and what is what do I need to meditate on Mm. what are my boundaries like and that fluctuates on a day-to-day basis you know Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's been a wild ride oh I I can't (laughs) even imagine and you know thank you so much for sharing what you just did because I think that um yeah, I just think the way that you've been able to create a career built on such grace and such consistency of offering. Um, I'm also, of course, very struck. And I think some people listening to this, it, it really could be a powerful meditation for them that, you know, you are in many ways, you describe being nurtured and finding those points of boundary and peace with you know, utilizing aspects of your ancestry, like of your ancestral um, connections. And I think that that's also a really strong case for people to be really clear about the aspects of what they're leaning onto spiritually that, you know, works for them and resonates for them. And it's worth really dropping into and looking into, I think, in in very powerful ways. Because... Um, I would never think to cover my head, but of course, when I tune in with the idea that I am from Italy and was raised Catholic, and there's a lot of, a lot there <laughs> about, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, like it, it's just very powerful. I love hearing the utilization of it. Seems pretty obvious, but I think a lot of people just um, look out to others to be like, well, what do you do? What do you do? And I even asked you that in this question, but I love just that you've created your own unique way of um, flowing. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's trial and error. I think everybody needs to kind of explore what that means for them. And, mm. and by all means, like I've definitely taken a lot of notes from other practitioners around me. Of course, just me too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of readers in, in the, the French quarters that cover cover themselves. I mean, just and just by looking at like, photos of Marie Laveau and mm. knowing what she did and how her head was always covered and going to any sort of ceremony, you know, even baptism, how the head is revered and blessed mm. and it, it's cleansed first. Yeah. And it just brings awareness that, you know, we are picking up so much. Our hairs mm-hmm. are antennas and it just stays there, you know, unless we're mm-hmm. mindful of, of covering it or, or clearing it out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. So my last, first of all, thank you for everything. And my last sort of question to you is um, if there's anything you're doing or offering or any new things, and by the way, there don't need to be, you're, you're offering so much, but if there's anything you'd just like to, (laughs) if there's anything you'd just like to share that's upcoming um, with listeners. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be a hell of a profound year. Um, Mm. And I'm just so blessed to be actually teaching now. I think my role is transitioning from just reading and being a vessel to like, it's time to teach. Like the universe is like very clear about that. Uh, So that's one thing is that um, 
I am doing my second round of a five week tarot series now four weeks because I, I started last week um, at Rosalie Apothecary in New Orleans oh, in Mid City. Amazing. It's a mystical little fairyland, and I am teaching <laughs> the basics of tarot, uh, the symbology, and all what. Um, I'm also teaching spreads, and I'm also teaching the last class. The fifth week will be tarot and ritual. So mm. incorporating, yeah, hella fun, incorporating hoodoo and voodoo and ifa practices and, and, you know, utilizing cards in your ritual work and what they mean and mm. how it can enhance your work. So that's hella fun. Um, <laughs> last, when I was pregnant and, and I was, like, about to blow up, um, I taught that course and Solange walked in and I was like, holy <gasps> shit. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm about to deliver this baby right here. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So that was a great, 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 great time to connect with her. Wow. Um, I'm also... So now this year is getting busy. So I will be traveling. I'm going back to New York in February. So I will be booking for in-person sessions. I'll be announcing mm. it on my page in February. But I'm doing a couple events there, two of which that are already sold out with my friend, the Trap Witch. She also reads. Um, and that event, event is like a spiritual empowerment, just kind of teaching the preliminaries on channeling, ritual work. Um, goal planning, um, utilizing the moon cycles to do so. So a, a little mm. bit of everything, but also speaking more so on how not to treat ritual as a turn to page 46 and follow step yeah. one to 10 type of situation, but how to think and how to resonate with spirit so that you create your own rituals on the daily and find the transformation that you're seeking. Incredible. So that's what that's focusing on. Um, there's also a tarot expo and an oracle uh, oracle expo in Austin, Texas in February. Um, I believe, um, excuse me, not February, April. So mm -hmm. April 14th to the 17th, I believe. And I will be teaching a workshop there on the Orishas and tarot as well. Yeah, so there's a lot that's coming up. I'm also doing a retreat in March in Cariacu. Um, so like wow, Queen, you are busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the family's coming with me and Baby Aww. Magic will be with me. So. Baby Magic. That's yeah, amazing. she already came to my last class, my first class in... in, in um, in Rosalie Apothecary last week, you know, learning the channel. Um, and, and she was just hella excited. She's just like bouncing on me. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. oh, Tatiana, this has been such a gift. And I know that your website is myurbanillumination.com, correct? Right. Okay. And people can follow you on Instagram at Tatiana Tarot. And we'll have all this in the notes of the podcast. Um, thank you so much. This was such a dream. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me here. I had so much fun. Aww, thank you, dear. Mm -hmm.